Let us worship the Lord this morning with joyful hearts by turning to Psalm 126 for an opening passage of Scripture. Psalm 126. It is good to be in the house of the Lord, and we have more to be thankful for and more to cause laughter in our hearts and souls than any that have gone before us. We are blessed abundantly in matters of spiritual religion and the hope of eternal life in heaven above and all kinds of blessings added to those as well. Psalm 126, let's see the spirit of the people of God who've been fallen. Creatures in your presence, those chariots. Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. We were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. This is the captivity of the Jews in Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar. And when the Lord turned that captivity, it was like those that dreamed. They couldn't believe it. Can you believe this? The impregnable city of Babylon that could not be overthrown, that had sworn she would sit a queen forever. One of the great wonders of the world, the double-walled city with the moat and the hanging gardens of Babylon, an incredible fortress, the powerful, most golden, glorious empire in the history of the world, overthrown in one night by Cyrus the Persian when his engineers diverted the waters of the Euphrates and he marched his army in the dry riverbed into the city and took it in one night. And then, as soon as he was on the throne, Cyrus the Persian said, all you Jews, go back to Jerusalem and rebuild your city and rebuild your temple. Can you believe it? Their mouths were filled with laughter. The second verse tells us it was like a dream. Our tongues were filled with singing. Anybody that saw them and heard about the news said, The Lord hath done great things for them. And they themselves would say, The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. And we ought to be glad this morning because God has done more for us than He ever did for the Jews that came out of Babylon. The Lord's delivered us not from Babylon, but He's delivered us from an eternal hell and the consequences and condemnation of our sin and hasn't returned us to some pile of rubble called Jerusalem. He's given us the Jerusalem which is above, a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We are blessed above all people. Christians ought to be the happiest people on earth. And if we're not, it's we have a serious individual problem as to why we aren't. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. He's done great things for us spiritually, eternally, legally, vitally. He's done great things for us practically, naturally, nationally, physically, financially, professionally. We should be so thankful. And we want to be thankful today. It's been a number of weeks in a row where we have dealt with sober, and all subjects from the Bible are sober. It's just that they're of a different sort. And instead of being intimidating and fearful, some of the attributes of God, we want to consider some today that are that are lightning and that are personal and in which you can delight and walk with a God that enjoys the things that He created for you to enjoy and He enjoys you enjoying them and you ought to enjoy that He made something for you to enjoy. Yeah. 
As Brother Matthew prayed already this morning in the back room, that God would take pleasure in us receiving pleasure from the pleasure that He designed for us to have pleasure. It pleased the Lord to bruise Him. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ now. It pleased the Lord to bruise Him. And then it goes on to say in that very same verse that He hath fulfilled, He hath prolong the days of the Lord Jesus Christ to enjoy pleasures at God's right hand forevermore. God was pleased in bruising the Lord Jesus Christ for our redemption, but then God was pleased to sustain and provide for the Lord Jesus Christ everlasting pleasures in heaven in seeing that there wasn't a single one of those that He died for lost. The fulfillment of the complete plan of redemption. The second half of this psalm, so many turn it into a missionary or evangelistic set of verses and has nothing to do with that whatsoever. It is just a metaphor, and the metaphor is a farmer. A farmer in the spring, when he goes out and takes his precious seed, while he may not weep at all times, it is as if he is taking bread out of his children's mouths. Because when you are sowing seed in a field, you are taking your asset and throwing it to the dirt. And this is the description here. And as these Jews came out of their captivity, they had to go back to a pile of rubble that had been left there for 70 years by the hands of Nebuchadnezzar and his army. And as they went back, they were very few in number and had very few assets. They had no training in construction. And they went back there to cast a little seed upon the ground. But do you know what happens for to a farmer? You pick whatever grain you want to, and the returns are enormous. Remember, there are 800 kernels of corn on a cob. 16 rows times 50. You plant one in the ground and you get 800 back. That is an 80,000% return. Is that decent? That's how the Lord works. And farmers were to, took delight in that fact. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, putting their trust in the Lord as they do something that appears to be somewhat scary, they shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. He's going to have arms full from what he scattered in handfuls. And so it was for the Jews, and so it has been for us. And so it will be for those of you that put your trust in him and laugh and delight in his pleasure. He allows some vicissitudes in our lives so that we will call upon him in prayer and we will go forth with a few tears seeing if we'll trust him while we're doing a little crying. But then we'll doubtless come again rejoicing, bearing our sheaves with us of whatever kind those sheaves might be. The point we want, verse 2, then was our mouth filled with laughter. This is an inspired account of God's holy saints. These are not fools. These are not anecdotes and jokes from the pulpit. These are people thankful and praising God, filled with laughter, their tongues filled with singing, wanting to have a wonderful day in the Lord which is what we hope to have this day. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. O Lord God, we thank thee that we know that thou art the one and only holy God. Thrice holy, according to those glorious creatures in your presence, those cherubim and seraphim that sing your thrice holy, holy praises without ceasing day and night. But we thank Thee also, Heavenly Father, that Thou art a God that hath pleasure in Your servants. And You have given us things to take pleasure in, and You have designed heaven 
to be for our eternal pleasure. We thank Thee for all the kind and wonderful things that You have done for us. It is a dream come true in the kindnesses that You have bestowed upon Your people. We thank You for our deliverance from an eternal hell and the consequences of our sins. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ and the hope of everlasting life. We thank Thee for the forgiveness of sins and the Word of God, a heritage that we have taken for ourselves and our children forever. We thank You for the Spirit of God in our hearts that sheds abroad Your love for us. We thank You that He causes us to cry, Abba, Father. We thank You for Your wonders in the world of creation, Your wonders in the world of providence, Your wonders in the world of salvation. We thank Thee, Holy Father. Fill our hearts with that merry heart that You prescribe in Your Bible for our cheerful countenances and even for our health. Heavenly Father, the world is so slow in coming to recognize what You've revealed in Scripture for millennia. That those who laugh are the most healthy because You have put laughter into the hearts and mouths of Your people. We thank Thee for this example from the 126th Psalm of Your people coming out of Babylon and Your goodness toward them. O Lord, bless us this day to delight ourselves in You and your humorous approach to some of our things in life, and your humorous approach to the wicked, and how you overthrow them in great creativity and amusement at their folly in raising up themselves against thee. We rejoice in the fullness that you have shown us of your character and your nature. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will not let us go beyond what Scripture reveals, but neither will you let us fall short of all that it shows us. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Be with your servants and saints in every place. Preserve our nation for the well-being of our families. Let the word of the Lord have free course here and abroad and be glorified among your people. Have mercy upon us again and forgive us our sins. Unite our hearts together to fear thy name this day. Let our praise be of one mind and one heart coming up into thy holy presence a sweet-smelling savour and sacrifice, well-pleasing and acceptable to Thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.